Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, guys. Today, we are going to cover a topic that um, that comes up a lot in our student-only Facebook group, comes up, uh, well, frankly, it comes up a lot for everyone. For life. Yes, comes up in life. Whenever you're doing anything outside of your comfort zone, this is definitely one of those things that will that will creep up for you. Uh, and of course, uh, if you read the title of the episode, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Um, so Kate, what is imposter syndrome? To start out in case people are unfamiliar with it. Yes, it's that feeling you get when you're doing something that, quite frankly, you probably know how to do, but you just feel like you're not actually qualified to be doing it. You feel like you're, it's that feeling of like everyone else in the room knows what's going on, but you don't and you don't belong there. That's mm-hmm. the general yeah, general vibes you get from it. Yeah, you're working with a client. You're afraid the client's going to find out that you're a fraud, yes. even yep. objectively you're not, but it's still the mm-hmm. feeling that keeps coming up for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so because it's so common, uh, Kate and I thought we would put together an episode in which we would give you three really powerful tips to deal with it and to maybe not immediately, but eventually practice overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kate, tip number one. Um, separating your feelings from the facts, I mm-hmm. think is a good place to start, um, which is real hard to do sometimes. But so what I would recommend and what I sometimes do is making a list of like, what are you actually feeling? What are the facts behind it? What, what you, you know, I am a copywriter. Mm-hmm. Start by writing that, start by saying that to your friends, family, mm-hmm. um, but really objectively looking at whatever given situation you're in and saying, okay, this happened, for example, with a client, you maybe got some feedback on some copy and maybe it wasn't the best, maybe it wasn't the 
worse, but it was just it was some some changes you had to make. Okay, I'm I'm this was good copy. I nailed the brief and what they asked for. There were some changes to what they wanted in the brief. Next time, here's what I can do to maybe prevent that from happening. The process maybe you can't. Sometimes it just inevitably clients have change their minds. People, we're people, we change our minds, uh, and go through it like that to say, okay, you know, I'm going to make these edits and I'm going to, I know how to do this. And I remind yourself of what you know, as Mm -hmm. a copywriter and all your skills that you do have as a copywriter and really try to separate that feeling of feeling inadequate and, oh my gosh, I didn't knock it out of the park. I failed. The client hates me. The client doesn't like my work versus mm, client probably was just fine with your work. And if they didn't say they hated your work, then, then don't put that idea into your head. Don't give your brain information that is, isn't real that you're making up. Uh, So take what you actually got. If you got an email from the client line by line, read those words. And if don't read into those words to say, well, they said, you know, this was fine. Oh, does that mean it was actually fine? Or does that mean it was fine as in like, uh, okay, don't even, don't let your brain go there as much as possible. Yeah. Well, and this kind of go back, goes back to that idea of don't believe everything you think. I think a lot yeah. of us are, are accustomed to assuming that because we think something, it's true. But the vast majority of things that we think are not actual facts. They are interpretations, our interpretations. And often those interpretations are based on our fears. So if you, to your example, if you you get something back from a client, what your brain kicks up is, I'm not good enough. Oh, they, they don't think I'm any good when there's nothing in objective reality. Yes, you're feeling that. Those are your emotions there. But again, that's an interpretation. That's not the objective reality. The objective reality, and again, to Kate's point too, you can't read into anything. You can't make any assumptions. You're not a psychic. You don't know what's actually Mm -hmm. going on in their head. All you have is the actual words that they sent. And especially in an email, you don't even have the tone that they were sent with. So read the actual words that are sent because that is the only objective truth that you have. And the idea of like, well, I just, I don't know enough. Well, first of all, that's definitely an interpretation because what is enough? There is no, Mm -hmm. you know. There's never enough. There's never enough. (laughs) There's always more to learn. (laughs) Exactly. Or we should say at least there's never, there's never, um, you're never going to attain perfection. If you're going to wait for perfection Mm -hmm. to take action, you're going to be waiting a really, really long time. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's all interpretations. What you can do instead of, I don't know enough, is to go back and say, okay, well, what is the objective truth here? What do I know? Okay, well, this is the work that I've practiced. This is what I've learned how to write. This, I know these foundational principles of copywriting. I practiced it in these ways. Separate this, separate the emotions and the interpretation from the actual facts. And I will tell you too, that if, if what you are examining kicks up any negative emotions, there's a very good chance that they're not actual facts. Facts Mm -hmm. tend to be, they tend to be non-emotional. Pretty boring. Pretty boring. Um, it's, it's our interpretation, things that we bring into it that make, you know, well, I've, I've learned this, I've learned this, I've learned this, but I haven't learned this. And that means that I have, that I'm not good enough to write. 
okay, see, it's that interpretation that is bringing up the emotions. And that's when you know you're going to start to veer off the course. So again, emotions, facts, keep them separate. Mm -hmm. And if there is something you haven't learned, uh, look into that then versus saying like, I'm no good because I don't know this. Okay, this is an opportunity to fill this this gap in my gap in my knowledge. It doesn't mean you're not good enough by any means. It's look at it as an opportunity. That's a great another quick example I'll give of that is um, I often feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. And when I actually sit down and I write out like, here are my clients, here are my projects, here's all the work that I've done in the past week. Oh, okay. There's actually plenty that I've accomplished, but maybe for example, I find, oh, you haven't sent any pitches. Maybe that's why you feel like you haven't done enough. Okay. So this is an opportunity for me to start sending pitches again, start ramping up my pitch game. It doesn't mean it's I'm failing. It just means, okay, here's, here's what I need to do next. Here's, here's my opportunity. Here's the action I need to take to Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. I love that. Yeah. Evaluating yourself objectively as well. Not saying I did this and I didn't do this and I'm terrible, but saying, oh, here's what I did. And again, to your point, finding opportunities. Here's an opportunity to improve my results. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's point number two? Point number two, uh, change your language. Uh, we kind of, I feel like started hinting at some of this in this last point of the can'ts and don'ts and won'ts and couldn'ts and shouldn'ts and wouldn'ts. Anytime those negative, the negative version of whatever it is starts to crop up, and I feel like the can'ts, don'ts, wouldn'ts, couldn'ts are always ding, 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 should be a red flash bulb for your brain. Start training your brain to see those words like come up in your brain and, mm-hmm. you know, a fake flashy light bulb, I guess, go off in your brain yeah. that these are not words you want in your vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can't is, is, it, it puts up a brick wall. It says that I, it is impossible for me to do this. So be really careful where you use it because it's very, very rare that you truly can't do something. It's, it's the vast majority of the time you can, it's just, you haven't found the way yet, or you can, you just haven't done it yet. Um, mm-hmm. So be very careful of, of that, that any, anything that limits limits your possibilities or makes you feel bad about yourself. Or if you haven't yet, it's, oh, now is a good time to start. Start evaluating what you actually say to yourself on a regular basis. We are constantly talking to ourselves and very few people take the time to stop and listen to what that voice is saying. A lot of what that voice is saying is very negative. And it's important to start to notice that so that you can start to change it. And things that I can't pops up automatically, start noticing that again so that you can change it. So when when I can't, I can't, um, I can't land my first client. Okay, well, I you can say that to yourself standing outside of that. I can say objectively, of course you can. Of course you can. It's it, every everyone can land their first client. It's you just haven't done it yet. Of, of course you can. You may feel that way, but again, that's your emotions affecting your language. And now that you have identified the emotions from the first tip, now you start to change up your language and change it to to be a little bit more opportunity oriented. So instead of just I can't find clients. Start with at least 
I haven't yet found my first client, Mm -hmm. right? Still true, but so much more empowering that I can't. And then two. Well, not an end of the road, right? It's it's not final. If I haven't yet, there's, okay, now what's, there's, the road's still open versus I can't, it's done. Mm -hmm. End of story. Yes. No brick wall. And then two, start asking yourself, how can I? Instead Mm -hmm. of, I can't, I haven't yet, how can I? And that's when you're going to start because I can't, it is, it's a brick wall. You can't take any further action because you said, I can't. But when you start to open up the possibilities, then you start to challenge your brain to figure out ways to solve this challenge. And then you can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that we mentioned the can't, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't. I think where it gets a little trickier is to start to notice the ways that it's still negative, but you're not using those kind of buzzwords, right? So that pitch wasn't, that was an awful pitch that I just sent terrible, I guess wasn't, would be a flash word, mm-hmm. um, but still, nonetheless, if I, I, that pitch real bad. So, okay. But you sent the pitch. So reframing that as, Hey, I sent this pitch out. I think I can do better. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to do better next time. And I'm going to, here's what I'm going to rework for my next pitch. Here's what mm-hmm. I've learned on this last one that I didn't think, you know, feel very good about, or, uh, this client must see right through me. Okay how about reframing it as this client is super smart and maybe knows a lot about marketing. I have such an opportunity to learn from them and collaborate with them. Uh, And I have a lot to offer about copy. I'm the Mm -hmm. copy expert here. They're the expert in what they do and I can learn a lot from them, but I also have a lot that they can learn from me. Mm -hmm. And so reframing it of feeling like, okay, just because someone else is smarter in the room, that's, that's a good thing. That's something you should, should want. Mm -hmm. Well, and actually, um, that's, uh, brings me to the next point, the concept of, of should there, there is, should can be very positive in some ways and very useful, but when you spend all of your time going, Oh, I didn't do this. I should, I should be doing this, or I should be, I should be in a different place. I should be sending more pitches. I should have a better website. I should, I should, I should. When you start seeing that come up a lot, It's not, and I think sometimes people think, well, I should is telling me what I, what I should be doing instead. So that must be useful. But when instead, uh, when you're just focusing on what you should be doing and you're making a list of all of the shoulds, you're also making a list of all the things that you're not doing and you're telling yourself you're falling behind. So anytime a should comes up, instead of, of keeping that, that, well, I should be doing this, but I'm not, so I'm awful. Cause that's, that's the end of the sentence, right? I should be doing this and I'm not, I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. Instead of, instead of whenever a should comes up, I should be doing this. Okay. So how can I be doing this? I should be setting more pitches. Okay. So you're not. So how can you build it into your schedule to send more pitches? Well, I, I should be, I should be, um, getting better feedback from my clients. Okay. Well, first of all, evaluate what that feedback actually is, but then, okay, how can I structure my projects to get better feedback from my clients? Is there something in the, uh, the input calls? Are you not getting as enough information in the input calls to, to deliver the best possible work? Although I will do want to remind you guys, just as an aside, that there there should, there will always be feedback from your clients. They have things Mm -hmm. in their head that you just, you can't possibly know. So rounds of feedback, you should expect at least a couple of rounds of Mm -hmm. feedback. 
Yeah. So watch out the yeah. shoulds. And I like to switch it to sometimes to, do I need to do this? You know, mm. I, I should update my website, but do I need to? Mm. Absolutely not. It's not the number one thing that's going to move my business forward. I don't need to now. So let me reframe that of like, yes, there are other websites that are far more beautiful than mine, but mm-hmm. that doesn't matter for me in my business right now. So let me put that aside and stop feeling like I'm less of a copywriter than someone else who has a beautiful website. And no, no, I'm confident in my skills and this is what's going to help my business right now. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be different for every business. It's not going to be the same thing for where people are in their careers and just their networks and everything like that. It might be different things that are going to really help you that you need to do to move your business forward. Yeah. Switching that could, excuse me, switching that should to could even helps Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like I should be updating my website. I could be updating my website and then evaluating, okay, well, what will it get me? And what will it, what's the, what's the time trade-off? What's all of that? I should be pitching more. I could be pitching more. Why aren't I? Uh, where is there an opportunity? How can I build it into my schedule? Do I want to be pitching more? Like I, you could be pitching more, but maybe the, uh, the pitching amount that you're doing is actually the right amount for the hours that you want to work. So just switch up, switching up your language, even within just a sentence can help your brain to, to approach something from a totally different angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's no one size fits all. I feel like that's somewhere where, where that comes from of like, well, this is the path, right? And you need to adjust it to what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last thing, which kind of this leads nicely into it is learning uh, from your peers instead of comparing yourself to them, mm-hmm. which can be real hard to do. You know, we're just hinting at it with the website. I think that's for me, a very easy visual way to say like, oh, okay, like this, this just looks more professional. And so therefore, you know, I don't go down these rabbit holes, thankfully, but I could very easily see that happening. Of They're more of a professional than I am. But to be a professional copywriter, my site needs to look like theirs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's rein that back in. Why do I feel that way? Is there something on you know, this website that I can learn from? Is there something, you know, some sort of content on their website that I don't have on mine that, oh, that this would actually be really valuable to my clients? Or uh, would the imagery, you know, having a more beautifully designed website, would that actually help me? Do I actually need that? Or am I just drawn to that aesthetically and it's not actually something that's going to benefit me? So really taking the feeling, why do I feel when I look at this the way I feel and let me separate the the feelings from what I can actually gain from looking at this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That comparison is, it's comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, I forget exactly who said it, but someone very, very smart. Um, and we see it a lot, not a lot, but sometimes in the student Facebook group, student only Facebook group, people post, you know, gosh, I see so many other people landing clients like crazy and I haven't landed my first clients yet. And Everyone is on a different, I I resist using this word because it just reminds me of watching The Bachelor, but everybody is on a different journey. (laughs) Um, But it's true. It is absolutely, and it is, it's a journey from that first moment when you learned about what copywriting is all the way along to the point where you are consistently hitting your income goals and exceeding them. It's a long, well, 
I was going to say it's a long journey. There's a lot of steps on the journey. For some people, it's going to go a little bit faster. And for some people, it's going to go a little bit, it's going to take a little bit longer because there's so many different factors and it's, it's going to look different for everyone, but it's, it's, you can't compare if you're just getting started, you can't compare yourself to other people who have a ton of experience. You know, in our Facebook group, we have people who have been working as copywriters now for a couple of years. And we have people who have started literally that day is we have people constantly joining and and learning and growing and sharing their wins and sharing their challenges and and that's another interesting thing too right is we always compare ourselves we have we have no problem comparing ourselves to people who are doing better quote unquote better quote unquote better but yeah. people are also sharing their challenges and people are also sharing their but we don't do this. We not that this would be a good thing to do, but it's not like we're constantly going. Oh well, I'm so much better than this other person. Comparison is almost always, in fact, likely unless you're a sociopath. When you see someone who's struggling, you're going to hop in and give them support them. exactly and say you can do this, which we don't generally do for ourselves. Instead, we use comparison mm-hmm. to put ourselves down. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know. It, it can be helpful to say, oh, you know, someone hits a, a 5K month or let's use land first client. That's a better example because everyone's like, well, how did you land your first client? How did you land your first client? And I take take what you can from that, but I would, I would encourage people, you know, someone might say, well, I just happened to tell so-and-so and, you know, I told a friend and they had a project and that's how I got mine. Or I posted in a Facebook group or I did this or I did that. And there's so many ways that people land their first client. Maybe it is through a pitch. Maybe it's through, you know, so many ways, but so take all of that and see, okay, they told friends, let me, let me go tell my friends and family and put that out into the Mm -hmm. world. Let me also start sending, you know, crafting my pitches and getting feedback on them. And, you know, you have all the steps. So taking from these experiences, the actions that you can take and not necessarily feeling like, well, well, I don't know anyone or a friend, friends and family aren't going to want me to, to write copy for them, or that's not going to work, or I don't want to tell friends and family yet or whatever it is, but taking the actions that you can take from these things and learning from that, there's not necessarily much to learn from just saying, well, you know, this person hit five, five K and this person hit five K and there's no way to do the exact thing that they did. Mm -hmm. There is the way to do the exact thing that they did in the sense of, pitching and telling people, you know, and posting in face. They're, they're the actions that we tell you to take <laughs> that everyone can take, but the path to get to the end result might just look a little bit different for everyone. Mm-hmm. You always hear about the wins. You don't hear necessarily about the struggles. I think it's nice in our group that people do share mm-hmm. some of the, the path to get there, but sometimes when you see the win, you don't always see the whole backstory. Mm-hmm. So remembering and- that, that it's not easy. Necess- I mean, Exactly. Even if it's even if it's not a struggle, they just had to take steps to get there. There were action steps mm-hmm. that they did, and they 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 had to push out of their their comfort zone, and they had to actually sit down and do the work and get there. Yeah. If even if you can't necessarily learn from them, you can take people who are doing something that you want to do as inspiration. Versus mm-hmm. proof that you'll never get there. What mm-hmm. it should be is proof that it can be done. 
And especially when you go to like our testimonials page on the website, or you, if you're a student and you're in the group and seeing what people are, seeing how people are succeeding, what that should do, when you see so many people succeeding, what that should do is prove to you again and again and again that it is possible. And not only is it possible, but it's possible for a variety of different kinds of people, people of all different ages, uh, people of all different races, people of all different backgrounds, people of all different genders, all kinds of different people. And so instead of going, well, they've done it, I'm never going to, it should, it should provide you with inspiration of just how possible it is. And the thing is, is that it's not only is it possible, but you have all of the steps. If, you, if you're part of our program, you have all of the steps. We've given you all the steps. You have all of the support. Now it's on you to, to, to take those actions, to take those steps. And yes, reach out on days when you're feeling a little bit lower or you're, you are doubting yourself or that kind of thing. But also take what we put in this episode to heart and start practicing these techniques so that the imposter syndrome doesn't come up as much because when you do in fact practice these and you get used to stopping your brain from saying can't and you get used to not confusing your emotional reaction with the actual facts of it, when you get used to doing that and you do it more regularly, that imposter syndrome doesn't kick up. And it also doesn't just solve imposter syndrome, but it helps with all kinds of other um, anxieties and, and challenges as you grow into your next level as a professional. And also too, when you learn to start doing these in this capacity, you learn to start doing them in, in all areas of your life. It's not just you're going to stop saying can't or you're not going to stop your brain from saying can't just when it comes to copywriting. It's going to spill over into the other areas of your life. And the same thing with separating emotions from um, facts and the same thing with seeing what is possible out there by, based on what other people are doing and not assuming that that means you can't do it, but assuming that it, mean, it means you could do it if you want to. Mm-hmm. And with a little bit of time, I think of, I'm just, my mind went for some reason, you're saying all of this to like driving a car, driving a manual car. I couldn't drive a manual car. I knew I could and I learned and now I can. Mm-hmm. Same with changing a tire. I, I can't change a flat tire. Now I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, changing oil, same thing. I didn't know how to do it, mm-hmm. but I learned how to do it mm-hmm. and now I can do it. Yeah. So well, that's literally there's so many things. That's right. I can't change a flat tire. Well, okay. At that moment, you were unable to do it, but you right. certainly could but learn to I do could. it. Exactly. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And that's exactly. true so. just about everything in this world. If it's mm-hmm. possible for someone, it's possible for you. Now, there may be some things that will be very difficult to learn to do. And there may be some things that you just don't want to put. Like I, I always think about Roger Bannister hitting that, that four minute mile. And then mm-hmm. scientists thought it was impossible before he did it. And then as soon as he did it, a bunch of other people did. And I will think about it some mornings when I'm on the treadmill going nowhere near a four minute mile pace, but I was thinking, you know, my 10 minute mile looks real sad. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's kind of amazing to think like, this is possible. Yeah. It's not something that I am at all interested in learning how to do, but it's possible. And there's, 
everything, uh, there's so many things out there that, and it would encourage you to think about this in, in not just in terms of copywriting, just in general. If someone is able to do it, it is possible for you to do it. And again, you may not want to put in the effort to do it. It may not matter to you enough to do it. But especially when it comes to something like copywriting, it is not only, it's not just Roger Bannister and, you know, a handful of other runners, probably more since the 70s, but it's, it's a lot of people. And basically, as we've talked about in the other episode about failure, which maybe we should link to in the, um, yes, we, yeah. in the, the, yeah. the only way you fail is by stopping, by giving up. If this is something that you want to to um, to have the flexibility to control your career, to do something fulfilling, to make a good living, you can do it. And this imposter syndrome, it's coming up for you because you care about it. You wouldn't feel this imposter syndrome if you didn't care, right? You care about what people think and you care about doing well. And that's why, it comes, why it's coming up. And in that sense... It's good because it's important that you care. That's great. If you care, you 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 will you do good work and you want to be good at this. So when you set that imposter syndrome aside, when you stop letting your brain do that to you, uh, your your success will come so much faster because you'll be able to focus on doing what really matters instead of holding yourself back and making yourself feel bad for making progress on something that really matters to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what we have for you today. Um, I hope it was helpful if you have been feeling that imposter syndrome, or even if you've just been noticing negativity come up, any of that. I mean, we all know resistance is going to come up and it comes up in all kinds of different ways. So if one of the manifestations happens to be an imposter syndrome, um, definitely go back take notes on this episode and make a commitment to practicing. And then by the way, share with us how it's going. If you are doing that practice, um, comment on Instagram, comment on Facebook, shoot us an email, let us know if you're putting this into practice and how it's working for you. And of course, then we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the build your copywriting business podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.